Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we have Leslie back with us. Hello. (laughs) You were here with us, uh, I had to check this, last May when we reviewed uh, Tully. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was an gave movie. a mother perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I have to give a plug for you. So you um, are a, I would describe you as a voracious reader. I am. And you have your own website. I do. Where you, you know, then review like the books you've read. Uh-huh. And it's lesliesbookcase.com. Yes. So yeah. Um, Thank you. A lot of, a lot of great stuff. Um, a lot of great stuff on here. So you're here with us. Uh, you're joining us today to discuss... Um, a new movie uh, that's all about the love of Bruce Springsteen and some other things. <laughs> right. And it's called Blinded by the Light, and Ashley's going to tell us about it. Okay, so Blinded by the Light concerns a young man named Javed, who is a Pakistani teenager. He's growing up in a rather uninspiring town in England. And it's set in 1987. There's a lot of racial tension and kind of anti-immigration sentiment. And he also feels kind of restricted by his traditional Pakistani family. But he discovers the music of Bruce Springsteen, and it really speaks to him and inspires his creativity and inspires him to try to get out of his, his, his confining situation. So as you both know, I don't go out and see movies generally right when they open, but I am a Bruce Springsteen fan, so this was one movie that I decided to go see the the day it opened, and I, um, at first, I wasn't necessarily sure what to make of the movie. Um, I did appreciate um, how some of the songs, I have my two favorite songs, which both had big scenes in this movie. My favorite song is Thunder Road, and then my other favorite song is probably Born to Run, and they both had big moments in the movie. So I was kind of waiting for those moments. before that, I did appreciate how some of the other songs have been more background music, like, of our lives. Um, it kind of, the way they, they in the scenes, they run the words mm-hmm. through the scene as well. So you're actually reading the words as the song's playing. Um, and I did appreciate how that kind of made me, like, rethink about what are these songs actually saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did struggle with the movie probably for the first half, just trying to figure out, like, what is this movie? Like, what kind of movie is this? And maybe I was concentrating on that a little too much because I was like, is this supposed to be realistic? Is this (laughs) supposed to be exaggerated? So I was, like, struggling with that. Um, And then I was like, okay, this is a musical. And then, so then once I was like, okay, I thought of it as a musical, I was like, okay, okay. And then, I don't know. (laughs) I probably struggled with that a little too much about, like, what is this movie trying to be? But, um... I did finally just accept it is what it is. It's pretty much like nothing I really can compare it to anything else I've seen, I guess. And I, you know, the um, Thunder Road scene um, was good for me. I really appreciated that scene. Um, that song to me is about, you know, being young and um, just everything that's before you in life. And um, it you know, he's listening to the song on his headphones, and then it just kind of gave me that feeling like when you're, like, listening to your music by yourself, and you're just in your normal life, but you're feeling all dramatic about your music, but you're just in your normal life, and um, I thought that scene was done very well, um, and, you know, by the end, I I liked the way it was wrapped up, and um, I don't know, I'll probably have more thoughts as you share your thoughts, but... Overall, I I liked it a lot. I didn't 
I, I didn't maybe love it as much as I thought I might, but I still liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you talked about how you weren't sure for a while what this movie was trying to be. I do feel like this movie, it felt uneven uh, to me. It, it, and I don't mean this, this sounds like I'm damning with faint praise, but I felt it was competently made, right? Um, but And it's directed by Gurinder Chada, who is, um, you know, she's directed some movies that uh, I've... I've liked in the past. One of them particularly is uh, What's Cooking, uh, which is sort of a, a really uh, kind of a sweet um, movie about a multi-ethnic families, you know, coming together for Thanksgiving. And, and that one was really good and came out in 2000. And then, of course, 2002's Bend It Like Beckham. She directed that as well, um, which I remember. And it's been, you know, 17 years since I've seen that movie. But I think I remember feeling like it, it felt to me a little uneven, I think, and a little obvious mm. uh, with what it was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And um, this movie felt the same way. There was, so, you know, every movie tries to manipulate you, um, whether it's trying to get you, you know, manipulate your, you know, emotions for, like, you know, falling in love or, like, you know, feeling, you know, good things for the characters or whether it's trying to make you hate a certain character or feel anger or fear or or angst or love or whatever. Every movie tries to manipulate you. Good movies um, do it in a way that you are not aware or very much aware that that's happening, right? That, you know, you are just pulled in and that's it. This movie, on many occasions though, I was sitting there and, and I, I, could, I could just see their, I, the gears going and I'm like, oh, okay, they're trying to shift us into, you know, this is the feel-good scene. Or this is the, you know, people get angry at each other scene mm-hmm. and we're supposed to, like, feel the, the angst and the pull there. Now, that being said, um, ultimately, I still think, but it's sort of like you, Leslie, by the end, mm-hmm. I, 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 it won me over, mm-hmm. just. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that's my thing. Um, I enjoyed this movie, ultimately, quite a lot. Um, you're right, there's nothing necessarily original to the general plot, but just the way that it goes about it, the exuberance and um, the sweetness to it, it eventually kind of won me over. Um, I think it's a little little unique to have this kind of movie featuring music like Springsteen, which I think is a little more deep and rock-oriented than kind of a more poppy music than you typically see in these kinds of of movies. Um, So I, I think that added some originality to it. And also, I never seen this kind of movie in this particular context with, you know, a Pakistani growing up in England in the 80s. It was just kind of a different situation. So I like that. Um, you know, the movie touches on some, like I mentioned in the, in the intro, anti-immigration sentiment, racism, which kind of struck home given our current kind of mm-hmm. situation. But, uh, you know, it, it manages to touch on those issues but still be kind of light and fun. Um, but you're, you're right. The, the movie is kind of awkward. There, there's nothing more awkward. Than, and, you know, I'm a fan of musicals. I don't... It doesn't bother me when people just break into song. But you have to be on board with it. And there were, there were some times in this movie where they just start singing. And up to this point, it even hasn't really been a musical that I would, mm-hmm. I would say. But there's just... It just starts being a musical <laughs> out of nowhere. And I wasn't really on board with it. And it was just kind of weird and awkward. And, you know... It was done with enthusiasm again. Yeah. 
but it, which kind of ultimately, you know, was okay, but it just was weird. And in those moments, it kind of took me out of the movie, and it just didn't really work. Um, but, yeah. Any other, any other thoughts? Yeah, not necessarily. Um, the music, I feel like musicals, too, the plots often are very, like, cookie cutter. And so yeah. I did feel like it was, it did that as well. Wow. Um, I did appreciate what you, were, what you were saying, the plight of the Pakistani and mm-hmm. um, England during that era, which I, you know, didn't really necessarily realize it was that bad for them. I don't know what else I can say without yeah. ruining it for people or the, whatever, but... The thing that you actually mentioned the musical part, so that was an element that, that just was a little jarring because usually in musical, there, there are musicals that... Um, um, I was going to say, there's, I felt like there's two different kinds. One of the kinds is eluding me at the moment. But, you know, there's the kind where it's the bombastic, you know, one where every musical number is a musical number. Mm-hmm. Where, like, every, you know, there's a, maybe a main singer, but everyone is involved. Mm-hmm. There's people kicking up their feet and dancing. Everyone has that goofy smile on their face. Mm-hmm. And everyone's involved with this chorus of singing along to whatever song it is at the time. Um, I feel like there's another kind, but I can't think of it at the moment. <laughs> but this one has elements of that but then also straight up just some Bruce Springsteen music that yeah. he's listening to on his headphones yeah. and his Walkman and that's actually the primary that's the primary method that we hear the Springsteen songs which is through his headphones right, right. Uh, but then once or twice there are just these really weird kind of contrived moments where it is the full on you know stupid grin everyone gets involved <laughs> musical and that just was a little you know jarring for me um, so yeah, I do that. have a question for both you. Oh, yeah. um, I'm curious. I'm assuming you're not huge. I know you're not a huge Springsteen fan, but I'm curious if um, if it did make you appreciate his music more or less or how that. Yeah, I think it did. I mean, I've already started a new playlist um, of songs from this movie. Oh wow! I I, I was aware. <laughs> I think of most of the songs. Uh-huh. I, I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a big fan, mm-hmm. but. There's one song that I've, has long been one of my favorite songs, Hungry Heart, which, oh. which had a role in the mm-hmm. movie, and I was, I was happy to hear that. But, um, you know, ultimately, the, the movie is about, you know, being of a certain age and becoming a super fan. And if, if, you were, if you've ever been a super fan of a particular artist, I think you will identify with this movie. And um, it's, it's one of the reasons why the movie kind of run me, won me over is because I, I, I can identify with the situation. Mm-hmm. A big coincidence, the movie opens with um, a Pet Shop Boys song. And if ever there was a group that meant as much to me as Bruce Springsteen means uh-huh. to Javid, it's the Pet Shop Boys. So cool. it's just a nice coincidence for me personally. But I think, like I said, if, if you know what it's like to be looking for something in music and finding it and it meaning a lot to you mm-hmm. that I think this movie will, will mean something and it is based on a true story I yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah. you mentioned that yeah. in your intro I but didn't no. they're kind of vague about how closely it's based on mm-hmm. that but it shows the person at the end you yeah. know, it's based on um, Matt yeah <laughs> question about Bruce Springsteen <laughs> so you know it's interesting so Bruce Springsteen is one of those 80s icons and you know obviously he's, he's, he's you know been active in other decades, but '80s was this big, big you know, time period, and it's when this movie set. Um, and I was a child of the '80s, uh, and so, but he's one of those people that, while um, you know, I am certainly was certainly aware of him. You couldn't escape him then. 
Um, and, and I think of him, I guess, in fond regard because of that. I never got into his music. Mm-hmm. And watching this movie um, didn't really put me back into wanting, you know, his to listen to his music. But I, I might, I might, you know, um, check out a little bit of it. You know, Hungry Heart. So actually, actually, I think introduced me to Hungry Heart. Yeah, but, who doesn't like Hungry Heart? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and I and I quite like that, you yeah. know. And I loved actually back in the day. I loved his um, what ended up being his Oscar-winning song for the movie Philadelphia. Mm. Uh, I thought that was very touching. And uh, I feel like there's a few other ones that maybe that yes. And so here's the thing: this movie. I want to say this is, is a very positive thing about this movie. You know, it does a good job, I think, of explaining to you why this particular music is impactful to these particular characters, right? Because there's a, another character in the movie that um, introduces Jobhead to Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. and. Um, they do things like, I think you mentioned it earlier, Leslie, like they'll display the lyrics to the songs mm-hmm. on the screen as they're being sung. Uh, not all the time, but, but some of the times they do. Especially at the very beginning mm-hmm. when he's first discovering Bruce Springsteen. And that is important and it's vital because there have been movies before where you know somebody's a fan of the music maybe and, and it's all about that. Um, and I think it's kind of hard to... Uh, I'll, put, I'll put it this way. I don't think sometimes a film does a very good job of conveying why this music is good and why it's important to the people involved. And, you know, I'll just give you an example. So earlier this year, a movie called Yesterday came out. And it's basically a love letter to the Beatles. It's about what would happen if the Beatles never existed and only, like, one guy remembers them and et cetera, et cetera. And he performs the music and stuff, and everybody reacts really well to it because, you know, it's the Beatles, right? Except um, that's just kind of... um, telling you it's telling you that hey this music is good and people love this music but I don't think it does a great job and if you were like maybe not new to the Beatles I mean that there's been at least two generations since the Beatles Mm -hmm. have been around and yeah they're still kind of out there people know who they are kind of but as each decade passes that's going to fade a little bit Um, so if someone is coming to a movie like this you know without knowing who Bruce Springsteen is or coming to it you know decades later when Bruce Springsteen is but a distant memory. Um, I think this would do a good job of conveying something about his songs mm-hmm. and who, who he was a little bit and why he wrote the songs that he did. Um, and I think that's really good because, like I said, movies kind of like in this vein don't always do that. Mm-hmm. And um, But kind of to, to put a final point on answering your question, um, I like music because of a lot of times the sound of it and then also sometimes with the lyrical mm-hmm. the lyrics go with it but I'm not only I, I can't get into something just because of the lyrics I've had sometimes people try and get me into certain genre of music and one of the things they'll try and do is, is hype it up by saying oh but look at what they're trying to say look at these <laughs> lyrics right and I'm like you know if I'm just going to you know, get off on lyrics I'll read some poetry <laughs> but this is not poetry this, mm-hmm. is, this is supposed to be like music right um, a song. A song is, is lyrics plus music. And so, as much as I just got done propping up you know, the movie for giving me Bruce Springsteen lyrics, and they were really well integrated into the plot of the movie, um, lyrics alone aren't going to get me you know, involved. So. It was surprising how, when you're focusing on the lyrics, how relevant they were to his life. You can see yeah. why it would be mm-hmm. inspiring to him. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of him. I, I really liked that the movie kept its focus on 
Javed and the young actor who played him, uh, Vivek Kalra. Mm-hmm. I don't really think he's been in much of anything before, but I thought he was really good. And I thought the character itself was just very sweet and lovable. And yeah, it really sold the movie. I, he's really good. And all, the, and all the actors were good. I'll say that. He was really good. He's a handsome young man. He's a 21-year-old <laughs> young man who has a bright future ahead of him, I think. Um, but no, he's, he was a good actor, as were several of the other people. Um, and I don't want to get these names wrong, but uh, Kovinder Gear uh, played his father. He was good. Really yeah. good, yeah. Um, I think it was uh, Mira Ganatra played his mom. She's got a really good, good she role. She was great, too. And uh, Aaron uh, Pagura plays... Um, but he, he's in this movie that is the one that introduces him to to uh, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're all. Who was the teacher? Good. Because she was familiar to me. Yeah, I can't remember her name. She did look familiar as well. Um, yeah, and then uh, he's got a friend named Matt, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's who's good. You know, Matt's and, dad. <laughs> um, I love Matt's dad. Yes. Matt's dad played by Rob Brydon. I had to look him up afterward. He's been in a lot of those trip to trip two movies, like trip to Spain, trip to Italy. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those, but they're really kind of funny. It's basically just two guys going on a trip and they talk together, and it's and they they're funny guys. They're yeah. funny to listen to. Yeah, a lot of it is just improvised. Yeah, he seemed familiar to me, but I don't know if it was just because he was like the quintessential like British <laughs> man. I don't know. <laughs> And this is set during 87, and so actually you talked about how, you know, it's got Pet Shop Boys in it, mm-hmm. and so Ashley and I were Pet Shop Boy fans before we even met, and I liked the fact that It's a Sin by the Pet Shop Boys is pretty much opens the movie, you know, and plays during the credits, mm-hmm. and, um, and, then, and then in the background, and actually a couple of scenes, is my f- favorite AHA song, which is The Sun Always Shines on TV, um, which everyone loves Take On Me. And that's a good song, mm-hmm. but it was uh, its follow-up, which mm-hmm. wasn't as successful, was uh, "The Sun Always Shines on TV," and uh, this is this is this movie has that. <laughs> so I mean, it gets points from me, yeah, just for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any other any other thoughts? Okay, so uh, out of ten, Ashley, what do you give this movie? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, um, <laughs> I am going to give it a six point eight. Oh. I'm going to do eight, too. Okay. All right, give me a moment here to the math. <laughs> Our score is a 7.6. And it is on the tomato meter with a critic score, certified fresh, of 90%. And audience score of 93%. So um, it's, it's good. Um, I, I guess I would recommend seeing it. And, you know, it, it's, it's a... And I would recommend seeing it at the theater. It's not one of those slamming blockbuster action movies but it's a movie you know um, done by a female director it, 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 it's competently made mm-hmm. it's a feel good movie ultimately um, and it's and it's, 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 it's a movie about different cultures but the similarities we have it's about mm-hmm. more about what you know you know not to sound the shade but it's about what unites us rather than um, you know what divides us and so I think that that's an important message in any time period but especially in today's age yeah so um thank you leslie for joining us you're welcome and um don't forget to follow us on spotify and on apple podcasts formerly itunes and also on our website nationallyatthemovies.blogspot.com and also don't forget to check out leslie's uh book review website leslie'sbookcase.com and thank you for listening bye-bye thank you